Hey everybody, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. My name is Eddie and welcome to the Eddie Moon Podcast where I talk about work, life, relationship, business, entrepreneurship, money, so forth and so on. Last month, I didn't miss an episode. I apologize. I had a lot of work uh, that got piled up last minute. A lot of things are changing around my life so uh, I, and I could have probably managed my time a little bit better. But I did get uh, started into something new. Can't really share what it is yet. So just to make up for it, I will make this episode a little bit longer, which is perfect for today's topic because I wanna talk about just entrepreneurship as a whole. My journey as an entrepreneur, the pros and cons, what it's like to be one, how to get started, just insight if you ever were interested in becoming an entrepreneur. I can't speak for every entrepreneur, but I can speak from my experience. So we'll keep it casual and let's begin. So during this whole COVID season, my nephew-in-law has been coming over on a day-to-day basis. And one day he asked me what I did. Just to kind of confuse him a little bit, I told him I'm an entrepreneur. And obviously he looked extremely clueless, had no idea what that was. 10 years ago, this term was a very loose title. People kind of used it here and there, but no one really had an idea what an entrepreneur was. Even if you told them you were an entrepreneur, there would always be a follow-up question asking, so what do you do? But if I had to explain to a nine-year-old what an entrepreneur is in its simplest definition, it is somebody who runs their own business but doesn't work for anybody else. I also like Google's definition, which is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on a greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. This means that you could be running a YouTube channel, service business, online business, have a restaurant, physical store, and be considered an entrepreneur. Now, I know people like to say, oh, this person is very entrepreneurial, but that is very different from being actual entrepreneur versus having entrepreneurial tendencies, right? So sometimes I'll like meet pastors or artists or chefs, and they are very entrepreneurial, but they don't take the financial risk in order to start their own business. They have a very entrepreneurial mindset. They do have very strong characteristics of an entrepreneur, but they do have their own job. They keep uh, they they play things very safe and don't take any financial risks in order to do so. Now, can you be an employee and an entrepreneur at the same time? And my response to that is no. Uh, I would probably say you are an employee that is working up to becoming an entrepreneur, but uh, it kind of, to be both, it kind of rejects the idea of what an entrepreneur truly is. Doesn't mean you aren't one, you just aren't one yet. Now, when most people hear the word business, we tend to think of large buildings, corporations, suits, briefcases, meeting rooms, things we are typically used to seeing in movies. And I think that's kind of how the world defines successful businesses as. But you could actually be running a very successful five to six figure business in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your living room, and even in your pajamas. Of course, I don't recommend that, but uh, anyone who runs a successful business is because they offer a product or service that solves someone's problem. People who run businesses are problem solvers. Now, I want you guys to think about someone that you know, a family member or friend who runs a business. If you really think about what they are doing, all they do are solve other people's problems. When you look around your room or look at the things that you have around your room, they all exist to help you solve a certain problem, a certain need. For example, I run a screen printing shop. People, their problem is that they can't put ink or a design onto the shirt. So the problem that I solve is to put their design 
on a shirt and they're willing to pay me for it. It is a service business. And the one thing everyone needs to understand is that every business starts small. I think a lot of people think you have to have a successful product right off the bat or make a lot of money right in the beginning when in fact, all you gotta do is be able to win a few wins here and there. Eventually they stack up and then you scale up. I started my screen printing business in my small bedroom, right? I had one client every week printed very small orders, but eventually that led up to a six figure business. If someone is willing to pay me a hundred bucks to get an order done, right? All I gotta do is find 10 more like them, right? And then that makes a thousand. And then I gotta find 10 more that makes 2000, but you don't just stop there. Eventually you start increasing your prices. And so the 20 clients that I had that paid me a hundred each, now they pay me 200 each, which equals to 4,000. Then you double that into 8,000 and so forth and so on. Another example I want to give is through baking. I personally cannot bake. I know a lot of people who can bake, but I know a few people who can bake really, really well. And I always tell these people, you need to start a baking business. So if you ever got paid to solve someone's problem, then you might have yourself a potential business idea, right? Solve a problem for one person and then make that into two, then three and grow it until you have a list of people, clients, customers, partners. If someone is willing to pay you hundred dollars a month, there are other people out in this world who are willing to pay you as well. All you gotta do is find nine more and you have yourself $1,000 a month coming in. For most people that may not sound like a lot, but that's $1,000 more than you used to have. All you gotta do is find 10 more, then you have $2,000 coming a month. But you don't just stop there as well because you're getting better and you're improving in your skills, you are now charging a little bit more than you used to. So now instead of your clients or your customers paying you $100 a month, they are paying you $150 a month. And you can see how this can all add up over the months and the years. Now I wanna give you guys some perspective on what it's like being an entrepreneur versus an employee. Would you rather spend 40 hours a week building someone else's building? Or would you rather spend 100 hours a week building your own building? To me, the 100 hours a week is a very obvious choice. And even by listening to this, you might be thinking, of course, the 100 hours a week to build my own building is a very obvious one. But most people choose the 40 to build somebody else's building. 100 hours a week sounds extremely painful to most. And you might say it's easy now, but when you're actually in it, it becomes really tough. But if something clicked where you're like, oh yes, the 100 hours a week to build my own building sounds so much more appealing, then you should definitely consider spending uh, extra time that you have outside your job to build your own thing. So what does it look like to build your own business? What does it look like to build your own thing? There is no right or wrong way. You just kind of start, but I will give two illustrations that may help you get started. Imagine that you owned a large piece of land and you had the option of building 10 smaller homes or one large one. When you build 10 homes, you're not going to build them out identically. You're going to build them out all differently because you don't know which home is going to do the best. You don't know which home is going to be the most popular or work out. Eventually you're going to get rid of majority of the homes that didn't work out. And then you're going to have a very few successful ones that worked out. This method might take 10 years. It's going to require a lot of work, right? Cause you're building homes and you're tearing them down. You're studying what's working, what's not. And it's just a lot, a lot of work. But at the end of the process, you will have the best home that you could possibly build based off of process of elimination data. And just over time, you had a lot of experience. Now, if we went with the option of building one large home from the beginning, 
it might be a lot quicker. Let's just say it takes three years instead of 10 years, right? And you might be really successful at it. But after you finish building your home, you may not like it. So you're going to tear it down and it may take you another three years to build something up. And maybe even after that three years, you might not like it. So you're going to tear it down and start a new one. The next thing you know, nine years has already passed by. You built three homes versus building 10. And you're not really sure which one you like. You're not sure if you figured it out. Even if you stuck with the first one that you built in the first three years, how do you know it's going to be the one? And that's what this all is, right? The land represents your life and the homes represent ideas. You can either have 10 small ideas try them all out and eventually stick with the ones that work, or you can stick with one idea and succeed in it, but you'll never know if that was the right idea. And the truth is you'll really never know, right? You know, there's a lot of great and amazing entrepreneurs that are great at what they do at, but what if they're meant to be an athlete? What if they're meant to be something or somebody else? You'll never know, right? It's just, that's kind of how life works, right? When you choose a piece of land, how do you know that's going to be the land? You don't. And there is no right or wrong, right? You don't know if you'll be playing the right cards. You know, people question, what's my purpose? Is this my purpose? Thinking about your purpose is not going to lead you to your purpose. As you do, you will learn. And that learning process is what really gives most entrepreneurs joy in all that they do. I'm almost 30 now, but when I turned 20, I remember telling myself for the next 10 years, I'm going to just explore and do anything and try everything. I don't have to be successful at one thing. Does I don't have to make a lot of money. All I want to do is try a lot of things because I don't know what I'm called to do or meant to do. So I went with the 10 home option, right? I tried screen printing. I tried dancing. I worked at restaurants for a short period of time. I've also had a small leather business and had ceramics and went into sales, did some video design, clothing, taught, did vlogging. And although all of those things are different, a lot of the skill sets that I've learned from those pieces uh, play into who I am, what I do today. Now, there are pros and cons to being an entrepreneur, right? They're always good and bad to everything. And some of the goods are that you get to help people. Uh, you are also your own boss. Uh, financially, it can be very rewarding. And uh, time-wise, you do have control over your times. So if you wanted to meet with somebody, you could. If you wanted to take a week off, you could. But the good can also be the bad, right? Entrepreneurship is kind of like a double-edged sword. So although being your own boss can sound very attractive, uh, you have to be very disciplined in how you strategize your days. Because if you don't, you could either have a really bad day or a lazy day, or it can also affect your business in a negative way. You know, financially, it can be extremely rewarding, right? But not in the beginning, right? You might have to go into some debt to buy some equipment or some supplies. You might not be able to pay some bills on time, right? You sometimes feel like you're throwing cash into a fireplace every time you're you're not getting paid. So financially, it can be extremely, uh, you know, you can suffer a lot in the beginning. But with hard work and determination, everything can pay off and it can be extremely rewarding. And in order to achieve flexibility with your time, you're going to have to put in a lot of time in the beginning, right? This means that the word sacrifice is going to be a huge part of your journey. People talk about work-life balance. In entrepreneurship, there is no such thing. You either choose work or you choose life and you get to allocate how much you want to do of. You just can't do both at the same time. If you choose to have a life, you're not working. If you're working, you're choosing not to have a life. 
You know, I really do believe that everyone can become an entrepreneur if they really study, put in their hard work, put in time. Everyone just needs to figure out their giftings and what they're good at and their, you know, their interests. You may not get it down the first couple of years. And, you know, if you're like me, who takes a lot of time to get certain things and to learn things, uh, it just takes a lot more work. But eventually you can outpace talented people. Yes, there are some people out in this world who are extremely talented, but I always like to believe that hard work can outpace talent. You know, and we all wish that we were more talented, less lazier, better looking, more hardworking. These are things that everyone wishes. But there are certain things that you can take control of today, right? Whether it's your mindset, your environment, your circumstances, you can become less lazier. You can become more hardworking. You can become more talented and you are good looking. You know, just to share a quick summary of my entrepreneurial journey, I started a screen printing business because nobody around my community was printing shirts. And if you wanted to print like 20 to 30 shirts, it was extremely expensive. And I wanted to offer lower prices for local churches, local dance teams to make it much more affordable. Over time, people around my community found out that I printed shirts. And that's kind of where my journey as a screen printer began. While I was building my business, I was going into a lot of debt, but you know, there's something called good debt and bad debt, which is something we can go over. But in this case, this was good debt because I was able to bring cash flow, cash revenue, and be able to pay my debt off as I was growing my business. After college, I moved into a studio space where I moved all my equipments in there, started a YouTube channel to document my process of growing my business, went into a ton of debt buying camera gear, but in the end, it was worth it. You know, I started screen printing in 2012, like as a hobby. And then when 2016 hit, I realized, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. Did it full time in 2017 and uh, still doing it full time in 2021. You know, it's crazy to see the journey that I've been in. There was a lot of sleepless nights. There were nights where I've cried. There are nights where I've stressed over the dead and just there's a lot of fear, uncertainty and doubt when you go into this journey because you're not sure if you're doing the right thing. And looking five years out from now, I'm not really sure if I'm still doing the right thing. All I know is that God has placed me in this position, has given me all these things for a specific reason, and I'm continuing to be faithful with the things that he has given me, and I'm pretty sure that he's going to use it his way. I may not know what it looks like, but I trust him, and that's the joy and beauty of this journey. About a year ago, everything shut down, right? We had a huge pandemic because of COVID-19. Business got rough. A lot of my orders got canceled for the first time ever. In the month of April, I had zero orders. I had you know clients calling me left and right telling them, hey, this event got canceled, this retreat got canceled, this got canceled. But that wasn't going to stop me, right? I think as an entrepreneur, when you've failed so many times, you know what to do to fix what went wrong. And so for me, I kind of pivoted my YouTube channel, uh, started creating different content, and that became a huge part of another stream of income for myself. You know, 2020 was a really rough year for many, but by God's grace and thankfully, we were able to pay off all of our debt. We, as in my wife and I, we paid off 140K in debt uh, in the first one and a half years of our marriage, mainly student loans. So if you guys are thinking about going to college, be very careful. But yeah, we got out of debt. It was one of the most freeing feeling uh, at the end of 2020. And now, you know, we're entering 2021. And financially, it's probably going to be one of my best years ever. One may say, wow, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. You made it. You look make it look so easy. You have so many wins. But, you know, this entire process, it takes a lot of time, a lot of hours. I've built 10 homes and tore down many and still, you know, making adjustments. Who knows how long, you know, but that's the journey. You know, you. I'd rather, again, 
build my own home versus build somebody else's home. You know, some might say, wow, Eddie, you did that in such a short amount of time. And some may see that and be like, wow, Eddie, you took a really long time. In the end, it really doesn't matter. And it shouldn't because when you are entering into this space, comparison, judgment, expectations, you got to throw it all out of the window. It just, it's not going to matter. You can't compare yourself to anybody. You can't judge yourself. You can't judge others and you can't expect anything from others or even for yourself. You got to throw it all out. You got to set goals and meet them. And as long as you meet your personal goals and you're improving yourself every single season or every single month or whatever, you know, your goals are, then you're on the right track to becoming a successful entrepreneur. You won't get there tomorrow, but you can eventually get there. My advice for anybody who is thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, sacrifice is going to be a huge part of your journey. So if you feel like you can't sacrifice or give things up in your personal life, then it's going to be really difficult for you to move forward. If you're an entrepreneur, you already know that. My advice to anybody who is an entrepreneur, create products or offer services that can impact and change people's lives. If you already are, great. But if you are in it just for the money, I want to challenge you to re-examine your heart because you could be successful for the next 1 to 10 years, but maybe 15 years from now or 20 years from now, you're going to realize how empty you know your goals were. And my final advice to people all around the world, love others, be respectful towards one another, be kind. Business is not money-centric. It is people-centric. People are the reason for everything, right? And if you want to learn how to treat people the best way possible, then get to know Jesus. There will be no other teacher on how to treat people the best way possible except Jesus. Jesus will teach you how to treat others. Jesus will teach you how to speak to others. And he will be a lifelong teacher for the rest of your life. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was a bit longer than usual, but hopefully it made up for last month's. I will definitely try to upload more consistently. Podcasting is definitely much harder than anything that I've ever done. So if, you know, over the years, this becomes a little bit difficult, I'll take a pause. You know, who knows how long I'll be doing this, but I do enjoy sharing these stories with you guys and hope you do as well. If you guys have any questions, feedbacks, comments, feel free to message me on Instagram. Let me know. And uh, next month's episode, I will definitely try to upload it. But other than that, guys, thank you guys so much for your support. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye bye.